Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, spiritual life coach, author, healer, tarot reader. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm a Gemini. I do a lot of stuff, you guys. So thank you so much. If it's your first time joining me here, thank you so much for press and play and um, welcome back to everybody else. So Today, I am going to read the first chapter of my new memoir called The Magic Seeker. And if you don't, if you aren't familiar with my work, I have written six books. I wrote two dating advice books back um, before 2010. And then in 2010, my first memoir came out, and that was called Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker. And that chronicled my days a year in my life working in Beverly Hills with the celebs and the rich guys and all of that. And uh, it was funny because wherever I go as a matchmaker, I've been a matchmaker for 20 years now, you guys, can you believe it? Just about 20 years. And uh, I worked for seven of those in a high-end place in Beverly Hills. And uh, anytime I'd go to a party or meet somebody new, they'd say, oh my God, what a cool job. Uh, Tell me your craziest story, or I'll bet you have so many stories, or what's the most outrageous thing somebody's done, or you've heard, or, and I got asked that so many times that I decided to write a memoir about it. And I have to say, it is so much fun. It's very funny. And that one came out a decade ago or a little over a decade ago. And when I read it, I re- it's so much fun for me. Uh, every couple of years, I reread my books and um, to see how much I've grown and how much things have changed in my life and see what was going on back then. And then I wrote the sequel called Hearts on the Line, The Elusive Search for Love in the City of Angels. And that was a continuation chronicling uh, my life at the, at the uh, high-end matchmaking service, which I called Double D Dating Service as a um, tongue-in-cheek name for, you know, so many of the guys back then, at least, were asking for larger breasts on a woman. And so we'd say, oh, all I'm doing all day is looking for women with double Ds. So I called the service in the book Double D Dating Service. And then in 2016, I I had a book published that – uh, was called Boot, The Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment. And that was my spiritual journey. I started taking a super deep dive into spirituality in late 2013. I was always metaphysical before then, uh, you know, um, going to Agape International Spiritual Center, studying the science of mind and uh, Florence Shin's work and the work of Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra and the Course in Miracles and all that. Very metaphysical, very spiritual metaphysical. But Late 2013, I started taking classes at a place called the Imagine Center with my friend Julie, 
And we dove into things like uh, that I hadn't looked into before, that I hadn't studied before, uh, such as crystals, um, connecting with spirit guides, angels, um, pendulums, uh, communication boards, which people would call a Ouija board, communication boards, spirit boards, uh, candle magic, um, Bajans, you know, uh, East Indian stuff, uh, different cultures, uh, Eastern, um, also uh, the witchy stuff. So all around the globe, you know, we, we would ta- we'd take things, the Native American shamanism, and I just dive into dabbling in all, a lot of these things, learning about it, incorporating it. Reiki, I got certified in Reiki all the way to the master level, um, started giving healing, started doing readings, then I started doing uh, plant medicine journeys yeah, in the last couple of years, and so it just keeps getting deeper and deeper, and I chronicled a lot of that stuff, and the Buddha made me do it, and I had a little bit about my matchmaking because I'm still in it, right? So this book, The Magic Seeker, uh, came about because a a spirit guide told me to write it. And if you read this book, you are going to, I mean, I think a, your jaw is going to drop in a lot of places. You know, what happened was I, I, I ended up at a... Um, at a shaman's uh, psychic uh, media. Well, he's a um, trans channel. He is this guy, Riz Mirza. He is a shaman. He's a psychic medium. He's a healer and he's a trans channel. Um, he is probably in my view, one of the top trans channels in, in, on the planet today. And I ended up at his home up in Malibu with a bunch of people, which he, he was giving, um, he still gives these circles, these, um, every week but now they're on zoom but at the time it was in his home and he channels uh the spirit guide trans channels his spirit guide called red eagle who is a native american uh when he was in a body uh from like a hundred over a hundred maybe a couple hundred years ago at the time of andrew jackson the president andrew jackson so this spirit guide is so incredible and the first time i met him which was on june 26th i believe coming up now on two years um, and it was on my dad's birthday, who my dad had has uh, left the body in 2001. And so Red Eagle told me right away. He he um, said that my spirit guides were saying, "Right, right, 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 right." He says, "You've got a lot in you." They're telling you to keep writing, to write. And then when I kept going back to the circle, uh, um, Red Eagle would often say, you know, you got to keep writing. And so I decided to write about um, my adventures with Risen Red Eagle and the wisdom of him. And I asked him permission if I could add a lot of the things he says because he gives these talks. And you can ask him a question on anything, anything in the universe, and he'll give you an answer. I mean, you can't stump the guy. Uh, (laughs) Just amazing. And so I wrote this beautiful, poignant, deep, dive honest uh, memoir called the magic seeker and it has a lot of um, teachings about uh, uh, through through my experiences about relationships marriage um, people trying to find love um, what happens after we die um, uh, triggers in our lives how to clear things out and then there's a lot of humor so I am going to read you the first chapter 
Oh, and I also, before I get into that, I just wanted to let you know, um, my, my Marla's Magical Message Circle has been going fantastic. I started my own circle uh, on Saturday evenings. It's every Saturday night, p.m. Pacific. It takes place on Zoom. And I limit it to eight people, and it's really beautiful. We have, uh, I do some energy healing for everyone, some frequency upgrades, a little teaching on something spiritual, and then I go around to each person and channel messages um, from this. And I've been, so yeah, with all my work, you know, I've opened up to be able to channel my angel, my guide Thomas, and um, even now Galactic, um, the Galactic. A Council of Light and, and uh, Pleiades. It's been a wild ride, and I'm doing tarot readings, but I'd love to have you join us on a Saturday eve. Um, just go to my website, com. You can look under Work With Me, and you'll see the message circle. It's only $10, you guys. It's 10 bucks. I just wanted to keep it just very low, almost as just an energy exchange for uh, to, to uh, support everybody, you know, where it's been kind of crazy crazy out there in the 3d world right so we need some support and it's a great place to connect so here we go with my first chapter of the buddha i mean the buddha made me do it (laughs) the magic seeker and you can get this book on my website or on amazon.com where all my books are all right chapter one my wife the gypsy now i'll read you the quote because in every 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 uh, chapter there's a quote before I get into it. So, wild women are an unexplainable spark of life. They ooze freedom and seek awareness. They belong to nobody but themselves, yet get a piece of who they give a piece of who they are to everyone they meet. If you have met one, hold on to her. She'll allow you into her chaos, but she'll also show you her magic. Nikki Rowe. One evening with a full moon rising, I was finishing a spell to attract money and abundance at my altar. I use the energies of the universe in my work, like those of the moon, which embodies the feminine, the subconscious, raw emotions, and psychic power. The practice of ritual and ceremony is a magical way to harness these energies. The moon's powerful gravitational pull creates the right environment for intuitive breakthroughs and manifesting. I created my home office as a mystical sanctuary where I often conjure up introductions for my high-end matchmaking clientele. That night, I'd carved ancient symbols into the wax of a green candle and was dressing it with gold glitter and fragrant oils when the phone rang. My business partner, Fredley, was frantic. You aren't going to believe this. Andy filed a lawsuit against us. I was on a happy hour date. They tracked me down and served the papers. What? This is insane. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. My date left. I'd hoped he'd asked me to stay for dinner. The green candle sputtered out. I thought that our letter to Andy last week documenting all of the dedicated work we'd done for him in the last six months would have convinced him to drop his request of a refund. I know, Fredley sighed. You even threw in free coaching sessions, which we paid for. What could he possibly be suing for? It sounded like papers rattling on Friendly's end. It says here, breach of contract, misrepresentation, and fraud. He's suing for $10,000 plus $25,000 in damages. Fraud? Damages, I was screeching? He's met 10 beautiful, sweet women. How in the heck is he damaged from that? 
Maybe we should have given him the refund when he asked, said Fredley. No, we were right not to give him back the money. He, we worked our butts off for him, and he still has six months left on his membership. You actually set up dates for him, she said. Contractually, introductions were all that were required. Andy is so clueless, awkward with initial contacts, no idea of the best date spots, impatient with coordinating schedules, so I put in hours and hours of concierge service at no extra cost. And the recruiters. Yes, the recruiters. Those girls deserve all the money we paid them to find our clients' great matches. We have to stand our ground and fight. If we refunded every guy who didn't get into a relationship right away, we'd go out of business. I agree. Okay, let's get, up, get our attorney on the line. Fredley and I were gob- gobsmacked. A goddamn jury trial. I definitely started questioning my career path. As a professional matchmaker for almost two decades, I'm a popular guest at parties and on podcasts alike, as people always want to know what it's like being a real-life Cupid. Tell me your craziest stories matching up the rich and famous. You must have a lot of them. Or, what a cool job. I've been thinking about becoming a matchmaker because I've matched up a bunch of my friends. Yes, I'll admit it's been a fascinating and often rewarding career, and I've been beyond blessed by becoming my own boss and working the laptop lifestyle in my Lululemons. However, as you can see, it's definitely not all valentines and rainbows. Navigating millionaires' egos and issues around unhealed childhood wounds, which often erupt during the challenges of a romance, is a daunting task. We, are, we were matchmakers, for God's sake. Our whole life revolved around love and romance. We were and remain lovers, not fighters. Months followed of preparation with our attorney, gathering evidence, going over details and strategy, while also continuing to run a business. It was overwhelming and exhausting. When our day in court finally arrived, I was both a well-prepared package and a bundle of nerves, as was Fredley. Sitting on the stand in a black-and-white form-fitting dress, black Jimmy Choo stilettos, and hair in a French twist, I virtually buzzed with adrenaline coursing through my veins. Fortunately, I could feel Fredley's good vibes flowing in my direction as I told the whole truth and nothing but. I was an actress for 20 years, so I had no trouble speaking in front of an audience. It was absolutely nerve-wracking nonetheless, because you just never know how these things could shake out. Andy's attorney, Brandon Jones, looked like he was young enough to be my son. I wondered why the owner of the law firm would give our case to a rookie like Brandon, because he obviously hadn't tried many cases. Brandon was twisted and bebopping all over that courtroom, trying his best to discredit us in any way he could. Since the contract with Andy was under Fredley's LLC, Brandon felt that I shouldn't even have been there. At one point, he turned to the jury. Why is Marla even here? I'll tell you why. Because she presents well and is attractive. I've met Miss Martinson. I have no problem with her. She's a nice woman. She's fine. But again, why is she here? Well, Brandon, I thought, thank you very much. Maybe you have a thing for older women. But don't worry. I'll try to be gentle as I squish you under my stiletto heel. I got my chance when he pulled out a copy of my memoir, Hearts on the Line. Waving it in the air, he began firing off questions. Miss Martinson, isn't it true that you pay women to go on dates with your clients? No, it is not. Brandon walked over and set the book down in front of me, pointing to a page he had highlighted. It says so right here. It says you pay women to go on dates. At that point, I knew that he hadn't actually read the book. Uh, It says that my old boss, Gary, at my former place of employment used to pay women to go on dates, and that was one of the reasons I quit. 
Brandon's face twisted in frustration. Well, isn't it true that you gussy yourself up when meeting new clients professionally? Brandon flipped through my book and showed me another highlighted page where I described how my old boss, Gary, used to make us gals wear our hair down and wanted us to look hot for the clients. Again, that was at my former job, and this book was written as entertainment. I watched a bead of sweat trickle down Brandon's neck. Frankly, I don't see how this book that I wrote years ago has anything at all to do with Andy's membership or this case, I said. The judge chimed in. That's right, Mr. Jones. The book has nothing to do with the case. That will be all, Miss Martinson. Brandon slunk back to his seat. I had noticed that Andy hadn't made eye contact with us all week, turning his back whenever possible and hanging his head as if in shame as I gave my testimony. I knew the truth then. Andy didn't believe we committed fraud. Andy had liked the women we introduced him to. Someone had put him up to this. I suddenly detected Oda Rat wafting through this proceeding, and it smelled a lot like Gary, our former boss from Double D Dating Service in Beverly Hills. After closing statements, the jury recessed for deliberation. Over calming herbal tea, Fredley and I now realized why we'd seen Gary's name on one of the witness lists and why his name had popped up on our client's phone that was sitting on the table during the arbitration. Still, this was so low, we hadn't imagined a possible connection. Gary obviously had held a seething vendetta against us because we'd become his competition after we branched out on our own. The jury came back. Fredley and I held hands. The verdict, not guilty on all counts. Fredley and I broke down in tears right there in the goddamn courtroom. We were victorious. We were not shysters. We were good and decent people. Our names would not be dragged through the mud. But we were out 10000 in attorney's fees as well as courtroom, hotel, food, and gas expenses. Just as we were recovering from the trial, another client charged back 12 grand on his credit card. Yes, they can do that, while dating one of our ladies exclusively for a month. We soon discovered with no surprise that this man also knew our former boss. We decided that it was highly likely that Gary had talked our client into suing us or charging back the money in exchange for a free membership at his service. So even though I still did make many terrific matches with truly nice people, my bank balance seemed to be going in the wrong direction. And yet I learned for a less, yearned for a less stressful situation with a bit more appreciation for my expertise. My two decades as an actress, day job as a waitress, had led me to a similar tip, turning point. I'd responded to an ad in the back of an actor's periodical for a dating agency turned in my apron and picked up a Cupid's bow to become a matchmaker for affluent men. But the clientele were too, men, too often over 50, self-styled Dorian Grays, fancying themselves as ageless hunks demanding to be matched up with younger goddesses who often would only accept a date if their bank account bulged in all the right places. But that wasn't what I'd signed up for. Branching out independently with Fredley, I'd held my Cupid's bow as a sacred talisman, a magic wand, poised and ready to disperse glittery love dust onto unsuspecting singles who in their heart of hearts knew that authentic love was what they truly needed. Maybe it was time to reinvent myself or at least add something new to the mix. I had a heartfelt convo with my angels and spirit guides. This is seriously stressing me out, I told them. I wasn't planning on actually quitting matchmaking outright, but maybe I could create spiritual side gigs until I could kick the narcissist to the curb. Spirit team, I announced, 
thank you for assisting me in manifesting work that satisfies my soul, something creative and being magical. I was already attuned to Reiki, a Japanese form of energy healing, and I had a few regular clients who came to the house for crystal healing, Reiki sessions, as well as some clients who ordered distance healing and angel readings that I typed up and sent through the email at a bargain price. I loved that work, but it certainly wasn't going to pay off my house or boost my retirement account. So, after some research online, I decided to audition as a card reader for one of the most established party psychic agencies in Los Angeles. I'll admit I was a bit nervous when I gave the owner, Kim, a general reading over Skype using a combination of traditional tarot and oracle cards. The reading showed that she had a side project besides owning the agency that she was trying to get off the ground, as well as some qualities of her personality that were really front and center that were assisting her in order to make huge things happen. You're spot on, said Kim. I have huge, a huge project that's about to come to fruition in a few months. I love your style and energy. Welcome aboard. Kim gave me the details on what to bring to the gigs, how payments work, etc. Oh, and you have to dress like a gypsy. This is entertainment after all. I was beyond excited and shared the news with my husband, Adolfo. I need to go buy a gypsy dress, ASAP. Always practical, his response didn't surprise me. What if you don't get the gig, he asked fretfully. Then you would have spent money on an outfit for nothing. Just wait until she calls you. Oh, I'll get a gig. Kim wouldn't have taken me on if she wasn't planning to book me, I assured him. I can't risk waiting till the last minute. The next day, I hustled over to a Halloween costume shop in Burbank. Three days after that, it gave me joy to prove Adolfo wrong. Kim contacted me with my first gig, which paid more than paid for the costume. I told you I'd get booked, I said to Adolfo, smirking as I twirled in front of the full-length bedroom mirror, modeling the $75 multicolored gypsy dress complete with headscarf. It does look pretty cool, he admitted. Have fun at the party. Still skeptical, he added. I hope you make some money fantastic party. The hostess set me up inside near the fireplace, complete with a candelabra on the table. I added a crystal ball and set out a few different card decks to choose from. I was nonstop busy until midnight. Every guest, including the bartender and the DJ, got a reading. I texted Adolfo of a a photo of me at at my table, the candles aglow and cards in hand. He texted me back a thumbs up and a heart emoji. How wonderful that my husband is so supportive of my new venture, I thought. I am so lucky. I pulled my Toyota hatchback into the garage at 12.30 a.m. and slipped off the heavy gold hoops that tugged at my ears. I unloaded my bag from the trunk and rolled it into my home sanctuary office. I was just putting away my crystals and tarot cards when Adolfo appeared in the doorway, his dark eyes flashing with anger. So, this is it? Adolfo, what are you talking about? My wife is a gypsy. Uh, what? It's after midnight. I've been here waiting, and you're out reading tarot cards? So tell me, just let me know that this is what you are now, a gypsy? I mean, just let me know so I can try to accept it. Crap. That was certainly not the welcome I'd expected. But in his defense, my beloved had witnessed my dramatic transformation over the past few years from successful entrepreneur with a spiritual side to full-on woo-woo woman. It seems that my 50th birthday had conjured some powerful cosmic energies. Or maybe it was just menopause. But whatever it was, it called for changes. 
My writer friend and neighbor Julie and I went on a madcap adventure together, exploring the esoteric side of Los Angeles, which included energy healing, channeling, crystal grids, tarot reading, candle magic, angel communication, and more. Adolfo had accepted some of it. Crystals, for instance, of those, but my Ouija board, oh, hell no, that is not to be displayed out in the open. The trash can would be the best place for it in his eyes. But the back of the closet was acceptable, although he does put up with my Ouija coffee mug after much arguing that it is not a portal to hell, just a novelty item. I would try to reason, diplomacy, and cha-ching. Well, honey, I really had a great time tonight and made some extra money. Of course I'm not quitting my career as a matchmaker. I never said that. But business has been a bit slow the past couple months, and the trial really hit me hard emotionally. His look softened a little. So, as I already explained, I wanted to branch out and use some of my other skills to add to my income. I thought you were good with that. I understand, I guess, but do not post any pictures of you in that gypsy dress on Facebook. What would my friends and family think? I used our pet term of endearment. Mi amor, I promise I will not post any photos on Facebook. You have my word. He smiled and took me in his arms. Okay, thanks. I was just upset because you were gone so long, and the dog and I were waiting. I just want to spend some quality time with my gypsy. Kisses ensued. Marathon argument avoided. I would have, I would have to tread lightly with my new endeavor, though. Having his wife compared to one of those actual gypsy card readers who flash their neon signs in windows would be humiliating for Adolfo, who grew up, in a, who grew up Catholic in Mexico City amongst, amongst a family of lawyers and business owners. Gypsy card reader was not exactly considered resume worthy. I didn't want to think about his reaction to what I had planned for the next night. So that is chapter one, my magic seeking friends. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, you can get the Amazon um, as, as well as all of my books. And if you purchase it, send me a screenshot and I will give you a mini uh, reading for an energy exchange. And, um, and if you, if you write a review for it, I will also give you another reading or in, and uh, um, a uh, Reiki, a mini Reiki session. Um, you know, we need those reviews. It's, it's one of the hardest things if you're a writer uh, to get reviews on Amazon and they, they mean so much. People really, really, you know, count on those. If they see that a book doesn't have many reviews, they just won't. They'll probably pass it up. So the same with podcast reviews. So I would love it if you'd go leave me a five-star review, you guys. I love you. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and um, sending you much, much love. And until next time, bye now. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you love this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. For more inspiration and to stay connected, find me on Instagram at The Mystical Matchmaker or my website, marlamartinson.com. Much, much love and hope you have a mystical, magical day.